0: Hello, and welcome back to this week's episode of Yoga Coffee Magic Presents Real Talk with Ray. Last week, I took a short break from episodes simply to be able to process what I was going through, to be able to give you this week's episode. It's a lot. Like, I almost brought out the episode, I almost sat down to start recording it, and the universe was like, Hold up, hold up, we're not done. This week is not done yet. Uh, And it was not. It was a long week. It was a dark week. It was a week full of growth and reflection. And I cannot wait to share with you the dark inner twistings of my mind. (laughs) Buckle up, buttercup. Get that cup of coffee. Get that doobie. Let's jump right in to this week's episode. Hello, my young Padawans, and welcome back. Oh my gosh, I already need a drink. (coughs) Ah! Yep, that just happened. Today's episode sponsored by Alani new energy drink, flavor cherry slush. 10 out of 10 recommend. 10 out of 10 recommend. <clears throat> Sorry, I live in the Midwest and if you live here with me, you know what kind of shit show our weather has been. We have had everything from like mid 20 degrees up to like mid 60 degrees this week and my nose and my head, and my throat, I'm over it. I'm done. I've had like a constant drip of my nose. I've been like waking up sneezing like I have allergies. I don't know. I don't like it. Just pick a fucking season. Like I'm cool to experience all of them separately. Just not in the same fucking week. No. 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 I can't do it. My head goes into whiplash. I'm sorry. So, If I sniffle, if I cough, if I have to take a a pause for my drink, I apologize. I have tried recording without sniffling, without doing weird pauses, and it's just freaking impossible. And this is Real Talk with Ray. So this is really the situation of what's going on, okay? I got my toddler napping in the room next to me. I got my 10-year-old or my almost 10-year-old. He's having fun playing Roblox. He had a good day at school. But I just, I don't have time to waste, so let's jump into this week's episode. Oh man, it's going to be a fun one. You're going to get to see a little bit behind the curtain of Ray uh, and the inner workings of my mind. My mind does not function like other people, and half of that is due to (laughs) childhood trauma. And half of that is due to probably my fucking genetics and the fact that I'm an Aquarius, so it is what it is stuck on that but this week I want to explain why I kind of took a short break from recording um, and what I've been kind of going through this is my space to kind of share and educate others and hopefully one make them feel like they're not so alone and two allow them to feel comfortable to step into you know different versions of themselves and grow even though it's uncomfortable um last week I finally had my first session with my new therapist. I'm back in therapy. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Can't fuck with me. Do 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 in therapy. mm Yeah. Um this episode sponsored by my therapist, JK. She didn't sponsor anything other than my positive attitude. Um no, I in all seriousness, I'm back in therapy. I am very happy. I'm very excited. Obviously, it was a choice I made. Uh, every time I go, it's a choice I've made. Um, whether it was a certain like issue I was working through, or my general anxiety, or my disassociation, you know, my PTSD, my depression. I mean, like, do you want the list? <laughs> Let me pull out my list and it just like unravels. No, um, <clears throat> I'm back. I'm excited. It was a whirlwind. I knew the first week would be rough. Um, Therapy has this general outline of... uh, it's. I don't know how to explain it other than if you have seen 21 or 22 Jump Street. One, you're my kind of human. I love you. Keep listening. Two, you're going to get this reference. It's the best way that I can explain the processing... Of therapy and how it is just like literally depending on how often you go a weekly or a bi-weekly cycle that you you kind of have to put yourself into if you want to continue with the growth so stage one is the mixture of excitement and doubt so you are excited about your appointment, you're excited to find a resolution, you're excited to finally talk about it and have someone listen. But then something in your head will start to, (sighs) at least for me and anyone with anxiety, will start to try and like talk you out of, well is that really that big of a problem? Do you need to bring that up or did you resolve that on your own? So that's why the first stage is excitement. And then right before the appointment, the doubt kind of starts to kick in. Then you get stage two, the best stage, right? This is the session. This is the ultimate high, having the outlet to talk and express throughout the appointment, to be heard, to be validated to have someone give you next steps because that's kind of the thing too like i personally i like to pride myself on being able to find resolutions fairly well for myself and for others but when i feel overwhelmed or just like the what the fuck do i do like that's where therapy definitely helps me out so In the appointment to be able to have like someone give you next steps in a situation that was like overwhelming, um, definitely like gives you that euphoric feeling. So I personally think that the session is like the best part of this roller coaster because you have that direct connection to this person listening and validating you. And then you're going to have to separate a bit. And then when you separate, you have about two days of what I call the false confidence stage, right? Where you kind of sit with what you were told, your mind goes back through and replays the session. And then things that you talked about in the session um, can also like start the domino effect for your mind and bring up other subconscious thoughts to connect to what you talked about. Um, Because I find myself sometimes when my therapist will ask me a question in therapy, I have a hard time coming up with um, specific examples especially when it comes to something that connects to a strong emotion like being upset or being angry or being hurt. Um, Unfortunately, a lot of my childhood trauma and past, my mind didn't necessarily go into fight or flight mode. Mine went into um, a different mode where essentially I would disassociate Um, and then my mind would quote-unquote forget right lock away memories Um, so in therapy when she asks me these questions and I'm in that subconscious state of mind kind of going back through my past the two days of the false confidence after when my mind's still reeling I find myself pulling up those examples and then being able to apply them to what was talked about in the session again the ultimate high, the false confidence. We're putting it together, right? So stage one is excitement and doubt leading up to the appointment. Then you have the session itself, the ultimate high, being validated, being able to release that tension, that anxiety, that doubt onto somebody else and have next steps going forward. Then you get the sense of false confidence afterwards. And then... Unfortunately for me, this day hit on my husband's birthday, so I was able to keep myself busy from the time I woke up uh, until the time I took a shower and sat down, and in the shower, I completely broke down. Um, It was nothing that had to do with my husband or the day, um, but my least favorite stage of therapy is the sitting in it. You have those two glorious days of false confidence where you're like, yes, they're right. That is exactly what I need to do. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do my homework. They're going to be so proud of me. Like, I'm feeling great. I I, I see the path. I'm on the path. And then you wake up on that, that next day and all of a sudden you're like, wow, that's fucked up. That did happen that did cause this to happen and you see how at least for me personally it connects back to feeling like wow I was very unaware and manipulated and controlled in certain ways and for me having to sit and accept that my younger self was not very supported by the adults in my life it's heavy I'm a parent myself it's hard Um, and I remember getting out of the shower sitting on the bed. And, my husband was like, "Are you ok? Did I do something wrong? Are you upset? Are you sick?" And I'm like, "No, I'm good." I was like, i'm just I'm just at the the lowest point after my therapy. And he goes, "What? I thought you were excited." And so I explained to him the steps that I'm explaining to you. Like, yes, I wholeheartedly am excited to dive back into therapy and, you know, discover the next version of myself. I know, the last time I went through therapy, I was so proud of the person that came out of that. It was it was a version of myself I never thought possible. And it only led me to bigger and better and greater things. And now that I'm hitting a little bit of resistance in my life, I don't want to waste time falling into old thought patterns or old you know negative thoughts and habits. I want to stay on my ground, keep the growth that I have, you know, if I've got to dig my heels in, I'll dig my heels in for a while, but I want to keep moving forward. I have, you know, children. I have a spouse. I have myself. So I had to explain all that to him. And those days are rough. When you sit in the ick and you really, truly accept what was talked about in therapy. And when I say accept it, it's not just on uh, agreeing level like you've thought about it you've went back through your mind it's something that you've really sat with and from the you know top of your head to the tippy tippy toes you accept no matter how good or bad it is that it's a part of you and then you have to move on and do the homework um so stage four is the sitting in it the ick the acceptance of everything And then stage five is homework, doing what your therapist asked of you, starting to have that mental flex and, you know, change those mental patterns. And then once you do the homework, right, you come closer to the next session leading up and then that excitement and doubt, you know, starts to arise again and the whole process starts all over. Um... For me, it was probably about like a week, week and a half process. And then I have like a half a week. And then I get to go back to therapy. (laughs) So I'm excited. I did my homework. It wasn't easy. um, But I did it. So now I'm back at the point where I'm starting to get excited um, for my session again. Now, for me, my therapy this time... I personally am going to learn how to set boundaries and work through narcissistic relationships. And that's really hard for me to say out loud because I've only had, I don't know how many therapists tell me, unfortunately, that my mother, they cannot fully diagnose her not being her patient, but from what they hear, you know, what I experienced. She suffers from uh, mood changes and manipulation and narcissistic tendencies. And to be honest with you guys, the last time I was in therapy, I was working through my own personal like anxiety and depression. Then we started getting into me being able to you know, set these new boundaries for myself, both in my personal life and my work life and my friends and family life, you know, just being able to claim what I wanted for myself and make the life that I wanted for myself and not cut myself short. When we started to do this, we then got into uh, my mother and my therapist was encouraging me to, you know, try to talk to my mom about how I feel and some of the things that she's done and you know try to work through that try and set boundaries try and create a better relationship on what was already there Um, I very specifically remember him saying hey I know you like reading books try reading walking on eggshells and oh my gosh it was like eye-opening for me because In that moment with my adult brain then, I tried to envision taking what I had just read in that book that wholeheartedly hit home. He was not wrong. He was not wrong. (laughs) The man knew what he was talking about, but then the thought and even thinking about it now is giving me like all those physical responses, but like the thought of sitting down, talking to my mother telling her hey like this is what i experienced as a child like i really want to have a relationship with you but i'm afraid because of these traits and the way that you treat me and the way that it makes me feel i can't do that until this is addressed even saying that out loud right now to you guys on this podcast and thinking that like makes me sick to my stomach and i stopped going to therapy uh back then and i ran like a little puppy dog with my tail between my legs and I was like nope 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 it is way easier to just zip my lip and just go with the flow just go with the flow don't say what you think and feel no no that has never (laughs) never been accepted um in that type of situation so I I ran I booked it um and that was like 6 7 years ago um and I'm not going to lie I didn't have a better way of dealing with my mom then because I would constantly go from trying to just you know ignore everything we're family we're good and then go no contact because the way that she would talk to me or act it just oh my gosh the amount of anxiety and like physical like sickness that I would feel was was unbearable so the no contact was easier than saying hey like you know you said x y and z and that really upset me you know I can't I can't say those things I can't um you can't say those things to a narcissistic mother because then it turns into a whole thing then it's not what they said hurt you then it's well, they didn't mean to. So, you know, it's not, you know, it's not their fault and there's no apology. It's it's a vicious cycle. It's a vicious cycle, y'all. But now I'm about to be 32 years old. I am married. I have three children. It's about time that I go back to therapy and finish what I started and learn how to effectively communicate with My mother and be able to set boundaries so for me that is what I am working on Um, my therapist she's great I love her I'm obsessed with her Uh, she curses just as much as I do and our first session we actually started early we did telehealth which if you can do telehealth I highly recommend it I don't have to worry about a babysitter you know, I can schedule it during Grayson's naps or when Nick is off work and then I don't even have to worry about traffic. I can sit in, you know, my own office with my blanket and be comfortable. It's beautiful. I love it. It makes it more accessible for everybody. Highly recommend. Probably will never want to do an in-office session again unless I'm doing, like, hypnoregression therapy or something. But that's a whole different, whole different rabbit hole. Um, But no, so for me personally, my goal right now with my therapist is to (sighs) most immediately right now be able to set boundaries and like feel confident when my mother tries to approach me and or, you know, throw stuff at me for the holidays. Uh, Tis the season for narcissists to stock up on (laughs) audacity, man seriously, that shit's on, like, must be on sale in bulk at Costco. I just, I can't even. There's just, there's too much audacity in the air with the narcissist, let me tell you. And to the season. It's like, (sighs) even when I messaged my therapist and finally got into her, she had kind of giggled because I'm like, I know this sounds like a really weird, specific niche thing. Like, yes, there's other things I want to work on. However, right now, my immediate goal this month, if we were to sit down and discuss it, here it is. And she's like, honestly, I've been so booked for this exact reason. She was like, tis the season for narcissists. They're everywhere. Watch out set your boundaries, set your boundaries and stick to them guys. Seriously. Um, but for me, it's really like, if I didn't have kids, if I didn't have my kids, I feel like being able to peace out Girl Scout would be so much easier in this situation. But again, I am going through therapy to be able to handle the situation the correct way, um, to make sure that I am doing everything I can, not only for myself, but also my kids, because, I am me, I am Ray, I am important in my own mental health, but I also want to make sure that my mental health is in check for my children, for my spouse, Nick, for my best friend, you know, my business partner, my family, like I want to be the best version of me for the people that I love and care about, so that's my immediate goal, it's not easy, it's not fun. Um, My homework this week was having to explain narcissism to my (sighs) nine-year-old. Guys, that was not fun. That was not easy. That, I overthought and overstressed that so much. So much. Um, Now, my therapist did confirm that setting the boundaries that I did with my mom was correct. Limiting the exposure with Liam and her was correct because Liam is like high, like I'm a highly sensitive person and he's like that dialed up past like 15. You know, I just, I couldn't. And what was happening was just not, it was not okay. It was not okay. By my standards of his parent is not okay. And I'm the one that sets those standards. So I had to explain to him what was going on. Um, he took it very well. And of course, I gave him examples. We talked about it. I gave him a chance to, you know, ask questions. Um, and you know how sometimes you have conversations with people and th- sometimes there's just like a reaction or something that just sticks in your mind and it's it becomes a loop. And I remember going to give Liam an example. And he spoke up beautifully a few days prior to us having this talk which made me feel more confident in having this conversation at all not i like i knew he could handle it like intelligent wise if i presented it age appropriately like my son is smart but he's also a boy that has a heart five times the size of an average boy his age like he's just a bleeding heart and i love him um But a couple days prior to our conversation, it was time for bath and showers for all the boys. So, you know, my two oldest boys like, all right, guys, rock, paper, scissors, tell me who wins. So they do it. Jackson wins. So I'm like, hey, do you want to shower first or do you want to shower second? And he picks second. I was like, okay. I was like, all right, Liam, time to get your dirty, stinky butt in the shower. And he just like looks at me like shocked and says, Um, I just want to say that like, the way that you said that and described me, I kind of don't like how that made me feel that it didn't make me feel so good. And I legit stopped in my tracks, y'all half devastated that I said something that made my baby boy feel self-conscious because I always joke around with my boys that they're dirty and stinky and need to jump in the bath but he is approaching the cusp of age 10 where he is going to become more self-aware of his body and his appearance and I know this I, I read the book yardsticks I'm I try to stay up on not only my mental health but my boys um so I literally dead in my tracks stopped Looked at him, got on his eye level, and told him I was super sorry. I apologized that I was joking. I didn't mean for those words to hurt him. But now that I know how they make him feel, I won't say that anymore. I'll just ask him to take a shower. And he was like, okay, thank you. I was like, is there anything else that you need from me? Or anything else you want to, you know, tell me? Like, I'm ready to listen. He goes, no, that's it. I'm like, cool. Well, when I had to have the conversation about my mother to him... I explained, you know how the other day you told me you didn't like when I said that you were dirty and stinky, even though I was joking? And he goes, yeah. I'm like, if I would have said that, if I would have spoke up at any point in time to Nana to tell her what she said about me was mean or wrong or not true or it hurt my feelings, she would, one, tell me that I was wrong and yell at me, two, say something worse to make me feel worthless i had been choked i had been like pushed up against walls and my son's just like looking at me like mortified and i'm like yeah and he goes just for saying how she made you feel And guys in that moment both liam and i knew yep this is the right choice i felt so happy as a parent that he was shocked that somebody could not express what they thought and felt to their parent because I always want my children to come to me. If I hurt their feelings, tell me. Now, does that mean they're going to get out of chores if I hurt their feelings because I told them to take the trash out? No. But if I unknowingly do or say something to hurt or offend you, please tell me. I will do different. I will learn different. I will I will continue on and delete that out like I am all for that um so that was an interesting conversation to have with my oldest son but he understood and we felt really great coming out of it it was beautiful I felt really good for finally having that talk with him because like he's smart like he knows he knows things are happening and I do my best to obviously not have those conversations around him and not have him in the middle of any of it Um, but again, unfortunately, the relationship that I'm in, my mother still makes me look like I'm the one putting him in the middle, but it's like, no, 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 no. See, I'm putting him on the other side of me. I'm in the middle of you two, because I have to be the liaison for my child. I'm sorry. I do. It's my job. It's what I signed up for. It is what it is. But yes, that is what's been going on with me. What so I've been working on going to therapy, doing my homework, hitting the gym. Uh, I did start reading a new book lately. It is called The Body Keep Score. I would tell you the name of the author, but I don't remember. Sue me. No, I'll put it in the show notes for you guys, but this book was on my list for probably close to five years. And anytime I was you know buying new books I would see it something would tell me nope nope not yet don't pick it up just yet well I guess I did pick it up at the right time but it is very eye-opening um the book definitely helped me through you know stage four of just sitting in it and sitting with the ick um the book goes over you know how the mind and the body and trauma are all linked that trauma can rewrite your brain and change the way that you perceive the world and or how you approach situations. You can also retrain your brain. Um, They talk about the different responses to trauma that people can have and how those different responses can obviously warrant different temperaments and different paths. So it's interesting. Um, It also talks about how certain traumas can be held as physical pain in certain areas of the body as well. I have only made it to chapter seven. It's a pretty thick book. Very, very, uh, heavy as far as like citing resources, information, but it has been so fun to read. I, reading it almost thought what if I want to go back to school for psychology <laughs> jk I have three kids no um but it seriously it's one of those where you actually start to learn how the brain can work it actually has pictures in there yeah guys it's a chapter picture book it's great um but no like pictures to kind of demonstrate obviously and show you what they're talking about for the different areas of the brain and how they correlate um highly recommend I think it's interesting Again, I'm that weirdo where I'm like, hey, I'm this consciousness in this machine meat suit. Shouldn't I figure out how this whole thing functions and works and, you know, how I can fine tune it? Yeah, because I also have tiny humans that I have to teach how to human. And I can't teach them how to human if I don't know how to human. Teach me how to human. I'm just kidding. Um, So, yes, that's where I've been. That's what I've been doing. Just swimming in, swimming in the sea of possibility with therapy. It's fun. It's dark. It's twisted, but it's worth it. And I can't wait to see where it takes me going forward. Like I said earlier, I love the person that came out of therapy last time with me. Even if I did kind of stop it abruptly, I think I I did as much growth as I could before I hit resistance. You know, everyone has a threshold for change, how much they can accept before they just need to like, chill on that plateau for a while. And I, pla- I I, chilled for a bit. I did my own personal growth, but now it's time to, you know, get back to having that unbiased accountability partner to kind of keep me on track and guide me through the moments where I'm like, this is a mess, fix it, fix it. And I'm just like handing over like a pile of like, Rubble and like how do I do this? <laughs> Teach me. That's a beautiful thing about therapy. You can hand over a literal pile of shit, a jumbled mess of what the fuck? And they'll talk with you and help you rearrange it and throw out what you don't need and give you what you do, and then all of a sudden you have this this roadmap after you're done. It's beautiful. Doesn't that sound beautiful? Don't you want a roadmap? Don't you want somebody to help you take the pressure off of constantly deciding which way to go? Which way is the right way? That's you. Sign up for therapy today. Uh, please. No, I found my therapist through my insurance. I went through their website and she also was a recommendation from a vixen in my VIP vixen group. So when I saw the recommendation and she was under my insurance, it was perfect it's perfect. I can't wait to see her again. I miss her already. She's already like my new best friend. Just kidding. Uh, she's not my new best friend, but I am happy that I do trust her. That I like her because that can happen too. You can meet with your therapist for the first time and not click. Um, and if you do, I I highly recommend find somebody that you can open up to and somebody you can click with. Your therapist will not take offense to it. They constantly have people coming through their doors and they don't want to be of disservice to you either. Um, so that's my other piece of therapy advice for you guys. If you meet a therapist or you finally jump in and you're like, wow, this is not what I was hoping for, you can either tell them that and see if they have other recommendations based off of what you are looking for, or just thank them for their service and tell them that you're going to keep looking. It's fine. It's totally fine. It's totally fine and totally acceptable in your right. Don't forget that. But thank you for tuning in this week, guys. I appreciate it. I know this one has been a very, I'd say, specific and personal episode But I know a lot of other people out there can relate if you have parents who have narcissistic tendencies or different personality disorders. It can be really hard as the child of that parent to stand aside individually and set your own boundaries and start to break out of the mold that you were raised in, which is not, it's not a backhanded, you know compliment to your family, but if anything, that should be like a gold star for your family that they raised you to be able to see and accept their point of views, but also be able to grow and evolve and continue on with your own. Keep what works for you and toss what doesn't. That is how the human race progresses forward, okay? That's how it happens. That's how it works. Thanks for coming to my TED talk. No, I'm just kidding my Ray talk forget Ted Ted wishes his podcast was this cool anyway guys I love you all I hope you have a wonderful holiday I'm gonna try to get one more episode out to you before the holidays however I'm not gonna promise that because I have my anniversary I have family Christmas and actual Christmas coming up so if you get another episode awesome my gift to you Merry Christmas rock on if not, whoopsie doodle day, I got busy and carried away. And that's the best part about the revision of this podcast is, yes, I want to be able to bring you content regularly, but not not unless it's going to be great. If it's going to be poop, I am not. No. Why? Why? That's a waste of my time and yours. So if you get another episode, rock on. I might try and see if uh, my hubby wants to do one with me. Maybe we'll do like a fun like questionnaire, couple questionnaire for our anniversary. It'll be eight years together. Woo woo. Eight years together. Two years married. What what? Still like each other a lot, which is weird for me. I don't like a lot of people for extended periods of time. (laughs) I mean, I like people. But not for extended periods of time. Yeah, no, I meant that. I was like, it came out harsh, but I'm like, no, I meant that. Like, I like people. Just, I wouldn't want to take a vacation with all y'all for 10 days. It's just, nothing personal. I'm an Aquarius, you know? I just, I like me. And my husband also likes me time, so I think that's why it works out. We each have our own office. That is a success to marriage. Maybe we should do a podcast together. Give you guys all our tips on uh, how we made it through our relationship. That'd be fun. Okay. All right. You know what? All right. I'm going to workshop this, and you guys might get a Christmas gift from Nicholas and I. Other than that, I hope you stay frosty. I hope you have a wonderful holidays. And I hope you keep reaching, growing, and accepting new versions of yourself. Because every day can be a better day, even if the day before was shit. End quote.